Welcome to Stories of Success. My name is Natalia Nicholson, the founder of Women in Digital Business, and today I have with me my gorgeous sister, um, who is a woman of colour in a high power position, and we both belong to different communities. So today I'm looking forward to the topic, and I think you will be too, because it's one of your favourite subscription magazines. <laughs> but um, please feel free to introduce yourself just to let my audience know who you are and what you do. Thank you. So um, as Natalia's sister, my name is Andrea. I am a HR professional. Um, I've been in HR now for 20 plus years. Um, I have worked across various industries because in HR you tend to have a blueprint that you work to and where you get a variety of, um, of variations of different industries so in terms of culture, um, engagement, um, organisations that are closely aligned to my values. I've worked across um, industries such as banking, communication, hospitality, retail and now recently FMCG. Thank you. So as you all know, Stories of Success is all about inspiring you and motivating you. It's so nice when you can connect and you can see other women who look like you, who have similar stories that you can connect with and you can see their successes. So it doesn't make you feel like you're just out here alone and, you know, the journey of going up is impossible because it's not impossible. There are so many of us. So with that said... Annabelle, as you know, who puts together our scripts every week and when we broadcast these stories, has put together a really wonderful programme today. So, today we're going to find out a bit more about Black Ballard. Black Ballard is a subscription platform founded by Toby Oridin with her co-founder, Bolo Awawani. And please forgive me if I pronounce that incorrectly because that is not my intention because I have got so much respect for this platform and its founders and the editors and writers. I seriously have, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan. So the idea behind Black Ballard is to allow black women to write about living life and challenges they may face. The Black Ballard blog and offers has budding writers and it gives budding writers the opportunity to submit posts that will be seen by thousands to help them gain recognition and further their career. In many ways, a successful freelancer writer faces the same challenges as a woman who wants to start and grow a digital business. Um, and there's so many things to cover with this. The first off is the fact that Black Ballard gives the opportunities for those who want to be writers to be able to express themselves um, through the subscription platform. And for me, it's opened up my eyes on the amount of differences there are between women of colour because I do find with women of colour they group us into a group where we're all the same and actually we've got different stories different interests different desires and I feel like Black Ballard gets that right mm. what would you say about in terms of what you enjoy so I know that you're, you actually introduced yeah. me to Black Ballard yeah. this is the irony of it <laughs> I did. Um, what I liked was um, their take on current affairs and news so you would see something in the news and you would have a perspective and you kind of have an internal debate and um, I can't even recall how I picked up on the subscription. I think it was a, a really eye-catching, um, I don't know, article with a, a real attention-grabbing strapline that made me delve a bit deeper and thought, well, actually, you're asking the same questions that I'm asking in terms of the article, the way it's being written, the positioning, um, 
your thought process. It was almost like having a conversation where with your thoughts and reading an article. That's the, that's the only way I can describe it. And I like the reflective tone of the editor um, who would question the things that we all question um, yeah. as, as black professional women, um, from a cultural perspective, from a you know working day to day, um, being a woman working, never mind you know the, the pressures that that could bring if you've got a family, um, how you are represented, um, perceived in the working world that could potentially be predominantly um, a, a different from a different culture and yeah. more mainstream. That is not you know black women in business. We're not mainstream. We're no. not mainstream. No. And I picked up on all of that. And I just, I really generally enjoyed um, the articles that were written for all of those reasons. And I think for me, Toby, what you've got right is you hit the nail on the head for me. You say what you say, you say what you mean. And actually you say what many of us are thinking, but no one wants to bring it out and say oh, it out loud because you feel like it's either going to cause offence or you can be reprimanded for it. It could give the wrong impression about you. Mm. Um, and I think what's so smart about what Black Ballard has done, why for me, it's such a great example of a comparison to how creative writing and having a subscription is such a great model for a digital marketing business. Because Black Ballard understand who their audience is. And what they've done is they've given a microphone to their audience. So because Blood's being published by the very people that read it and identify with it, guess what? You're now creating content that your audience can truly identify with, just like how we can now. And because you're giving that opportunity, um, within your target audience, you've got loads of different segments. And like I said, sometimes I feel like the mainstream groups women of colour together. Um, let's look at the word bane. <laughs> the word bane offends many, many, many people. And some of us will think of ourselves as, you know, brown, beige, light brown, we're different variations of colours and that also relates to locations of where we come from in the world, which is related to the transatlantic slave trade. So whether you're Caribbean, you're West African, you're South African, you're East African, um, you know, maybe you're in Europe, we are all descendants of slaves and we've all got different cultures. So I feel like Black Ballard gives all those individual voices. Mm -hmm. But what's smart about what they've done is actually by allowing all the different groups of women of colour to be able to write blogs and communicate on that platform, what it means is that you are constantly producing content that is connecting with all the different segments of your customers. And I think it's smart. Yeah, <laughs> they, they welcome contribution as well. Um, so like you said, it kind of um, provides a, a platform for many voices. It generates um, debate, it generates discussion. It generates recommendations, so that's how I forwarded you the, um, the the newsletter in detail. I said, "Look, I think you'd really be interested in this." And I love it. This. And I think. And yeah. I signed up for the paid version. Yeah. So I went free and literally signed up for the paid version with literally a matter of days. But Toby, I just want to look at her as a freelance writer. Not only is she very smart and savvy and understood that actually I'm going to provide my audience with the content they want by giving them the platform to write some of the content, she actually learned from some really massive big brands. So she's been featured in numerous publications such as BuzzFeed, British Glamour, Gracia, LUK, Stylist, Vice. And one of the things that Annabelle has done for us today 
is that she just wanted to go through, like for any of you that are looking to get into freelance writing, it's still you being your own boss. You know, sometimes when we think about freelance writers, it's a bit like being an artist. You are still a female entrepreneur and a business owner within your own right. And you should definitely treat the gift that you've got with being able to write as a business. So Annabelle has kindly put some Q&As together for us. So how important is it to be published and recognised in publications? The answer, it's not the be all and end all. Um, and I think there's even for me, like when we have done crowdfunding and some major projects, it's like you want that recognition with PR, you want it to be covered. Does it have to be? If you're a writer, if you haven't got the being published in the big publications at Toby, does that mean that that doesn't validate you? Does that mean that, you know, you're not good enough? No, it doesn't. You have to be able to believe in yourself. If you know you've got a gift, you have to be able to pat yourself on the back. And as women of colour, we are terrible at this. We do not recognise our own strengths and we want it to be validated. Um, you know, I'm degree educated. Do I use my degree in my role? No. <laughs> but yet somehow that's what validates me. And I just feel like um, it's really unfair. But Annabelle, Annabelle believes that great writers who can find it extremely difficult to have their writing published in major publications. And for this reason, pitching to publications should only take up 10% of your time. Toby has done what I would always recommend to anyone who wants to write for a living. She started her own website and published her own work. She has promoted her website by concentrating on presenting herself as an authentic voice in mainstream media. Whatever career you want to pursue or business you want to start, I recommend basing what you do on something you feel passionate about. Yeah, I mean, not just, I, I would say, as, as short term as five years ago, um, somebody like Toby could potentially create a really bland, kind of like European sounding name, not have her picture on her, on her blog, it would be a picture of a flower and her name could be A. Smith. And, and it would be so, you, you couldn't identify with whoever was supplying the content, you know, creating, because it was felt that, oh, actually, I'm a black woman, you know, I have a non-European name, no one's going to read me, and that's what I have to hide. And a lot of women still feel that way. It's only the last yeah. year or so where people are trusting in their authentic self and saying, you know, who the world? This is me. Yeah, I tell you, I, couldn't, I could not agree more. I've definitely been on a journey of self-discovery, um, you know, embracing my own hair, <laughs> going natural, um, you know, not feeling the need to have to look a certain way all the time. But it's been a difficult journey because sometimes you do feel overexposed or the odd one out. Mm. Um, and I think what Toby's done with Black Ballard is she's made us feel more inclusive and made us feel like it's okay to feel like that by hearing all of that. So the next one, do interviews with public figures help writers to become recognised and respected? Answer, without a doubt. Mm. Um, this is a strange one for me. Before I go on to give you Annabelle's explanation of that Q&A, um, I definitely feel like that. I feel like for me, um, especially the way that I've advanced in co coaching and consulting, I've worked for some really big major brands and I feel like that's what's established my authority. But is it? It gives you kudos, doesn't it? It gives you, is it kudos, kudos? It kind of gives you a bit of, oh, okay, you're clearly well respected because you are 
dealing with a well, not well known, because there's a difference. You could be a well known person because you just happen to have a really good public profile, or you could be somebody who's well known because of what you do. There's a difference. Yeah. And I think it's the credible individuals that are well respected in their profession, their specialism, that, you know, it could be anything that you think, oh, okay. Not just being well-known for well-known sake, there's a difference. But I do think it's unfair. And the reason why I say that, I've felt more fulfilled in what I do with the women that I help in Women in Digital Business and being on stage and being able to speak and have an impact on people's lives or give nuggets away or just know that I've done something to change someone's life. Consulting and training for the bigger brands, I didn't get that. And there is a part of me that always does feel like, why does, you know, your authority have to be based on, it's kind of like the world that we live in. It goes back to, um, it goes back to the, uh, not, the credibility. Again, what are you, what are you well known for? Famous versus well known. And for me, anybody who is, not anybody, choose your words carefully, Andrew, some people who are famous for the sake of being famous, have a whole PR kind of like um, a whole a whole PR chain around them. You know, Circus. People, yeah, a whole PR um, wheel that tells them what to say, that tells them what to do, that put, you know creates this persona that isn't authentic. That, and there's a difference. Yeah. So that that's the difference for me in terms of having a credible force behind you which is not a well-oiled PR machine that's just using you as a, a vessel yeah. to present yourself a particular way when it's not meaningful. So I think for me, one of the things that I would like us to be mindful as of women of colour is making sure we support one another and knowing that if somebody is good at what they do or what they make and if they've got a gift, we respect that person and not feel like their authority should be based on their following or who's endorsed them. Yeah. You know, you should yeah. people's gifts should be able to speak for themselves. And I feel like platforms like Black Bella that are bringing women together, actually, it's just making us stand stronger and in more solidarity. That's generally how I feel. Mm -hmm. But Annabelle went on to explain that as a writer or entrepreneur, interviewing public figures is an effective way to gain prominence and promote yourself on your business in her own words approaching public figures might be daunting however when you demonstrate passion for what you do and choose carefully it is possible to find public figures to interview toby demonstrates this with an impressive list of public figures that she has interviewed and these include ryan kugler american film director producer and screenwriter ava dumvenay American filmmaker, apologies if I've ever pronounced that incorrectly, Sir Trevor MacDonald, OBE, newsreader and journalist. Letters. Definitely. In addition to her website offering freelance writing, Toby also speaks at educational institutions and conferences. And I think that's key that even the influential um, people that she has interviewed, they are of stature. Yeah. If that makes any sense, going back to exactly what you said, she's avoided the PR circus. These are people that are gifted and recognised for their talents and what they do. Um, so I absolutely love that. So this is another way both writers and entrepreneurs can promote themselves. Although I recognise it's not for everyone, if you are confident and comfortable speaking in front of others, the key is to choose a topic, serve a product that can be related to the topics by covering 
um, but that's been covered, sorry, in mainstream media. And I'm smiling as I'm reading this because um, Annabelle knows me very well and definitely touched on a nerve here. I remember when I first started speaking. So I've always liked the idea of speaking and I've always felt like I've got something to say. Um, growing up, I didn't have the biggest voice. And as I got older, I definitely had a lot more to say. But I remember my first time speaking when your heart is just beating in your ribcage and I'm speaking and... <laughs> I can't catch my breath because I'm nervous and I know what I want to say. I want it to be controlled, but it's just not coming out like that. Well, the sweat really bubbles on my nose. Well, you're talking really fast because you're going to get it over the The quicker that you pop, you, you talk, the quicker it will be done. <laughs> and it's like anything. Everybody's got a gift, but your gift just doesn't come out naturally the first time around. Little by little, you build your power. The greatest thing is had to practice. And as you practice, practice makes permanent. And I think we all need to remember that. I think in this Instagram world that we live in, you're expected that if you're going to be good at something, that you've just got to get it right straight away. It doesn't work like that. You have to do your time and you have to make your mistakes. And I think one of the things that Toby has done really, really well with this is that she has been able to look what's going on in the mainstream media mm. and she's been able to speak about that in a controlled way and speak out and speak out in a way that is reflective of women of colour but not disrespectful to other groups. Yeah. Yeah. And she's done it well. Um, so when she spoke about things like diversity, LGBTQ+, mental health, physical health, you know, um, eco news, fashion, sustainability, TV and film, you know, these are all current affairs topics that we see day to day, but she has done it that she has covered mainstream topics from a perspective of an audience that is not represented, yeah. and that's black sure. women. So let's find out a little bit more about um, Toby. So prior to launching Black Ballard, Toby saw an issue she wanted to solve. This is key to all successful businesses, regardless of whether you provide a service or sell products. Toby saw the lack of racial inclusivity when she worked with an entertainment magazine and wanted to start a platform that gave black writers and speakers a place where they could be recognised for their abilities. I totally relate to Toby's goal to provide a way for underrepresented voices of black women to have a voice. Toby and her co-founder Bola knew they needed to ensure Black Ballard remained sustainable. All businesses have multiple avenues to gain revenue, and this is why Black Ballard transitioned into a membership platform. I commend her for choosing to make Black Ballard a subscription website after raising money via crowdfunding. Um, and for me, this, this struck me. The, this Toby and her founder are not just writers, they are savvy, savvy. Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Because what they did is they took a subscription member site model that you could apply to any product and service, but they applied it to writing. Mm. And when we look at magazines on the shelves, I mean, growing up for me, I'm 43 at the time of filming this, and I think of publications like Pride, mm. or it was Black Hair and Beauty. It was all around hair and beauty. Yeah. I don't, um, Pride was really your only UK. Other than that, we would read Essence all the way from America. Mm that was imported in. So she could have gone for just producing another magazine. Mm -hmm. But what she did is she took, she looked at the digital world, she looked at how the world was changing and she applied the magazine to the subscription. And she also took what was happening in the mainstream. Um, you subscribe to the Times. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to be honest with you, I was still in the stone age of still going to buy a newspaper on Saturday and Sunday. So it was like, okay, I can kind of do this digitally. So you've seen ballpaper press, we've seen main press. They have changed the way that they do business. Yeah, and they've radio, also radio, gone into... Radio, podcasts. Yeah. There's more platforms and, and channels to access these publications. It's not just news and print anymore. News and print is... You know, it's it's diminishing. However, nothing beats reading a broadsheet, reading a tangible feeling. Yeah, smell I don't it. know if it's our age Sunday or... morning, cup of coffee <laughs> and the newspaper and a magazine. So I just feel like she got that right. And the crowdfunding, I just thought was genius. Yeah. Um, I thought I was genius by coming up with crowdfunding myself. When I saw what Toby did with crowdfunding, it was amazing. And the support that she got from the community mm. was absolutely amazing, which again would have shown her that there was a need for Black Ballard. She managed to find an empty space and niche in the marketplace. And for anybody listening or watching to this, I feel like there are many niches and empty spaces within the marketplace of where you can target different groups of people outside of the mainstream. Yeah. Digital platforms, the internet has now given you the ability to have loads of different communities, loads of different tribes, no, you don't like the word. Um, but with that, because there are so many different communities, it means that it's opened up different audiences and you can reach these audiences if they can, if you can actually connect with them. So I commend her um, for the crowdfunding. I commend her for the subscription. So I just want to give you support to other writers, speakers and businesses, which is an for an excellent way to reach wider audiences and niche audiences also. So Toby is featured on the Forbes Europe 30 under 30 list in media and marketing. It is amazing. Well done, Toby. And was recently listed in the Evening Standard as one of the six women you need to follow in tech, which I absolutely love. Because when we talk about tech, we always think about programming, coding, and, you know, really the advanced sciences, where actually tech is the digital world. It's understanding how do you use tech to humanise it. And that's what Toby's done. And I love the fact that she's being held. And I dig her up for the definitely in the tech world, because it is tech. Because the way that we do things are now differently. We're reading these things off our tablets, off our mobile phones, the subscription. So having more than one string in your bow is really essential to succeed, regardless of the industry. So consider what the main focus of your career or business should be. And then think about what else you can offer that will bring you additional revenue. So some of the things that Toby did to create that additional revenue, um, Revenue is write and edit articles, provide strategy on digital media content, speaking at events and moderating panels, consult with brands, especially those who are interested in targeting their products towards black women. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's the powerful weapon that she's got. As she grows this business, she will get the advertising spend mm -hmm. from some of the bigger brands because she will be able to connect with an audience that they sell products and services to that they don't understand. Because one of my gripes as a marketeer is the fact that there are so many marketing departments out there, especially digitally, that have come from traditional marketing. They don't understand the power of the digital world and the fact that you can gain so much data and find out about your audience. But it's funny, a lot of the people that head up digital marketing departments are not the audience. So when you're doing marketing and you don't actually understand your end buyer, 
it goes without saying you are not going to be able to connect with them in terms of humanising a relationship with them because you don't understand them psychologically. That's why women of colour in tech are doing so well at the moment because we understand the end user and then we also know the technology as well. But you have to take it a step further in terms of still relying on the, the traditional marketing blueprint, which is, it's the commercials. So finance is... You know, understanding your PL, making sure you're keeping track of your operating income and you know your gross margins, blah 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 blah. But a true marketeer is actually very commercially savvy in terms yes. of translating yes. like their their actions, translating their campaigns into sales versus these are the targets we're going to achieve, yeah. and this is what direction we're taking is going to bring the revenue in. That's what makes a true marketeer. So the two actually go hand in hand. I couldn't I couldn't agree more because you have to understand what your goal and objective is. If you don't understand what your goal and objective is, how can you build out a marketing campaign? How can you understand who your customer is and in turn build the technology that automates that whole process to give you the end results of your KPIs? So great point and I could not agree more. But with that said, we're going to close the show today. I still want to give Black Banner a story, one of my favourite um, success stories. If you haven't heard of them, please go and look them up please go and subscribe go onto the paid subscription you know if you're a writer maybe you're going to start sending your blogs and articles in to get them published so we can hear your voice as an underrepresented woman and if you want to gain more insight onto how you can you know get your writing out there how you can get your business out there how you can be selling online and be more successful at it please make sure you join the Women in Digital Business community and you also sign up for the lessons that we give that will really teach you how to humanise your relationships and get you more customers online. Andra, as always, a pleasure and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you.